Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Welcome, everybody, to Locked On Blazers on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Seth Johnston. It is Tuesday, October 24th, 2017, which can mean only one thing. It could probably mean a lot of things. But on the Locked On Blazers podcast... I know all you lobsters know it can only mean one thing, and that is it's the finally the Blazers' season home opener. Uh, they're at the Moda Center tonight against the New Orleans Pelicans after starting the season on a three-game road trip where they went 2-1, and one, which is not bad for a three-game road trip. Uh, Phoenix, you know, blew out Phoenix, blew out the Pacers, who were th- without Miles Turner. Uh, lost a tough one at the very end at Milwaukee on a back-to-back to some Giannis um, heroics and a foul as as replays have shown on on CJ, but everybody's fine. It's over. That that was a great road trip. You go two and one on the road and you're back home. That's good news. Um, and the Blazers are at home a lot. Uh, Ten out of their next eleven games are at the Moda Center. Uh, you don't see a stretch like that too often. Now, of course, the the downside is that whenever you see a nice home stretch. You know that there's going to be a, a, a brutal road schedule down <laughs> down later in the season to make up for it. But we don't got to talk about that. The Blazers have this gift of an early season homestand uh, where they can get comfortable with each other, really spend more time uh, you know, together as a team, practicing, settling in. Uh, it'll probably be especially beneficial for Nurkic, who's one of the few Blazers that's struggled a little bit in the first three games of the season. Struggled is a little harsh. Um, he, he certainly had a lot of turnovers. He's been missing shots that he usually makes. Uh, but he's still, you know, he's finding his teammates, uh, getting rebounds. But uh, it's been a little bit of a mystery. Nurkic is uh, looking uncomfortable. And I think that's really all it is, is he's just, he's still adjusting to his teammates. He wasn't here all that long last year. Um, and Jason Quick wrote an article um, talking to Nurk and Dame and CJ about about Nurk still looking for his groove, and and they pointed out that that yeah, they I mean they they ran sort of on a bridge type of playbook um, since he didn't have time last season to really learn it all. So really, he's he's trying to integrate himself, his 34 pounds lighter self, fully into the team for the first time. And yeah, he just looks um, to me like maybe he's thinking a little too much, and maybe he's just trying to figure things out. Uh, and once those things click he'll relax and just start playing and that's what I think is going to happen and it could also be that could also be overstating it I mean it's only three games in so who knows I mean players have a bad stretch of games all the time and over the course of the season it all evens out so I don't know one thing to keep an eye on uh during this homestand is how Nurch Nurk Nurch Nurkic develops and as a team you know we'll get to see they get to just having not to get on an airplane for a while, they can get together, they can focus, focus on that defense. We'll see if the 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 defense it it looks better, but is that the competition? It looks to me the defense looked great against Phoenix Suns and Indiana Pacers, 
two not great teams, and it did not look great against the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, so that'll be another thing to look out for is, is can the Blazers solidify their their improved defense? I mean, their next road game is not until November 1st, and that's at Utah. So that's that's a short trip. And then their next road game after that is not until November 17th, and that's at Sacramento. That's another short trip. So Blazers really really getting some good times. And then you got to think that the schedule is going to get pretty brutal after that. You know, there's a, there's a five-game trip after they get over this. Uh, and then they're going to, you know, do have another really long five-game trip shortly after that. Uh, so uh, coming together as a team, everybody finding their rhythm, uh, uh, and hopefully racking up a lot of wins because you got to think, you know, as tough as the Western Conference is when they go out on the road, um, those wins are going to be pretty tough. So uh, let's see if they can really inflate that that wins that wins column uh, over the next month. Um, so they have the Pelicans, the Clippers, the Suns again. Unbelievable. Um, but a lot of winnable games uh, in this in this home stretch overall. Um, the Thunder and the Grizzlies will be tough. The Jazz will be tough, as they always are. But, uh, you know, when you're looking at it's New Orleans, it's Phoenix, uh, um, you know, Orlando. Um, Denver Nuggets much improved, but they got the Brooklyn Nets. Um, so they, they should come out of this with with a very good-looking record uh, before they go on the road. Uh, and I'm sure we can all get very excited about that and then wonder if maybe we got too excited about that and it's just the circle of life of being a fan. Uh, keeping positive, why not be positive? The Blazers are 2-1. and one. It's the very beginning of the season. Uh, everything seems great. And there's more good news. Um, Joe Freeman from the Oregonian uh, reported that uh, Noah Vonley is set to return, is planning to return on November 1st. So just a week and, and a little change away Um returning from that right shoulder injury. Uh, and Vonley coming back is an interesting uh, thing for the Blazers because, uh, you know, Stotts has been going with Aminu starting at power forward. Um, Vonley looked great next to Nurkic last season. Uh, so maybe maybe Vonley longer term will be the starter, although I'm sure the flexibility of Aminu, uh, who can play a little outside, uh, is great to have and can you know guard more perimeter players. Um, uh, Ed Davis has been playing great off the bench. Uh, if we're talking about players on the Blazers who have beat expectations in the first three games, uh, I would say Ed Davis definitely. He looks healthy. He looks great. Defense, rebounding, things the team really needs, um, bringing a lot of energy off the bench. Now let's go around the NBA, check in on some news. Chris Haynes and Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN have reported that Eric Bledsoe was sent home from the Suns. Uh, they, he, he's played his last game for the Suns, most likely. They're, they're finally going to trade him after they've been talking about it for what seems like, I don't know, how old is this, the actual Sun? Now that is how long it feels like we've been hearing that the Phoenix Suns are going to trade Eric Bledsoe. Um, the Suns want to go full rebuild, rebuild. They've been getting blown out. I mean, that game against the the one Phoenix Suns game that I've had the the unfortunate chance to watch this season was them against the Blazers, and 
they just they don't look like a competitive team. Um, they fired Earl Watson. Eric Bledsoe, Bledsoe sent out that cryptic tweet about how he's not happy in Phoenix or I'm not happy here. These kind of like cryptic, vague um, tweets that players do a lot reminds me of Facebook back in the day. Uh, remember when people would just post something kind of vague and moody uh, and they would just want to get their message out that way without actually having to say anything? Uh, that that kind of reminds me of NBA player tweets in 2017. Uh, I'm just going to be vague about this and kind of passive aggressive. And, um, you know, that's what's going on. So Eric finally getting free. It sounds like by the time you listen to this, he may have been traded. Um, it was interesting because, you know, the Suns sent him home last season because allegedly he was making them too competitive. Uh, they didn't want this. The Suns are committed. They love the 19-year-olds and the 20-year-olds, and they want to they want to develop them uh, and just and just continue to tank so they can get more 19-year-olds and 20-year-olds. Um, maybe they just want uh, maybe they just want like a cool team that can go to a under 21 nightclub or something. I'm not I'm not sure what the the plan is in Phoenix, other than young exciting players um and not winning basketball games because i mean you'd think they could actually they've had veterans wilson uh, chandler and jared dudley who's who's out um so it's not like they they were you know philadelphia 76ers level with this youth movement but i think they want to be uh and then and it sounds like they're gonna get there so um when they fired Earl Watson, that was a little surprising because I I was under the impression that his job was to tank, uh, but I guess he was too good at his job um, because once you start once you lose that bad, uh, it's gross for everybody, right? And eventually fans tune out. So maybe they want to lose, but they want to lose competitively. They want to keep they want to keep the fans coming, um, but not win too much so that they can't get another, you know. 19 year old next year to to join this nucleus uh we'll see um so good luck to eric bledsoe i hope you land somewhere where you can win i'm sure that's um exciting and new for you after being in phoenix so long possibly connected possibly not connected uh that could be the name of of every nba rumors segment ever but uh the philadelphia 76ers sat um jalil okafor tonight he didn't play I didn't see an explanation. By tonight, I mean last night. Um, but Okafor, I think uh, maybe there's a some sort of trade. He is pretty young, probably young enough to be on the Phoenix Suns. Uh, he could play for them right away. I don't know. Um, I think Okafor has gotten a little bit of a bad rap, um, You know, especially if you've seen him this year. Uh, he lost a ton of weight going vegan, as is all the rage in the NBA. Uh, I need to go vegan. I could, I could podcast a lot better if I was vegan, I think that's how it works. I think it just makes you better at everything. Damian Lillard is a vegan. Uh, Jalil Okafor is a vegan. Maybe some other guys, I guess uh, those, <laughs> those are the only two uh, pieces of information that I have on hand right now. Um, another NBA tidbit I thought was minorly interesting, uh, and we are in the minorly interesting um NBA news section now is that the Pelicans, the Blazers' opening night foe, uh, they've picked up Jameer Nelson, 
who was waived by the Nuggets when they were making room for Richard Jefferson, uh, who the Cavs unloaded through Atlanta. Uh, and Jameer had a very uh, kind of clutch performance for them in his first game. And, you know, he just joined the team less than 12 hours before. And I think Jameer Nelson is the type of player who can who can help a team if they're in crisis and they just need somebody to just handle the ball and just chill everybody out. So I think that might be a might have been a great pickup for the for the Pelicans. Um, you could think about how a team like the Blazers could have used somebody like that. Just you know the backup point guard, the very calming the very calming presence of the backup point guard. Uh, and then he, you know, he came in right away and made a difference against the Clippers. So, um, very interesting. And the the Clippers, uh, speaking of them, are who the Blazers play later in the week uh, after the Pelicans. And the Clippers, to me, are one of the most interesting teams in the Western Conference with Chris Paul bolting, going to Houston. Um, and the Clippers added Patrick Beverly, and they brought over Tia Dosich from Europe, who's you know has a reputation as one of the certainly one of the flashiest passing point guards on the planet and who actually played was teammates with Patrick Beverly in Europe. Um, and so that changes the whole, uh, the, the whole look of the, the Clippers team. Uh, when you get rid of Chris Paul, who liked to hold the ball a lot, he liked to be the cinch that, that whatever, what's that little circle called? If you looked at a, like a spoked bicycle and they all, all the spokes go to that middle part. Is there a, that, that word? That's probably very, you're probably screaming, right now because I don't know what that word is but uh, that was I call it the Chris Paul part of the wheel <laughs> uh, that's how he likes to play he, Chris Paul likes to hold the ball and go around until he's ready to decide what happens and with uh, Patrick Beverly and Tia Dosage um, and and they the Clippers added more players as well they brought Lou Williams and um, uh, Dano Gallinari uh, but now the, they, they play much more wide open they're sharing the ball Blake Griffin has looked incredible so far you can tell he's he's happy it's more fun I think to play that way when everybody's sharing the ball and running around and so the Clippers this year they unleashing Blake Griffin um you know they have the defensive minded point guard and Patrick Beverly they have the flashy passing of Tio Dosich and the shooting and they they have Lou Williams off the bench they got Gallinari if he's healthy uh that gives them a really interesting look, especially with Blake and DeAndre. Uh, I think the Clippers can be very, very good this season. Um, so I'm excited to see them in Portland. I'm excited to see how the Blazers match up to that. Um, you know, Nurkic versus DeAndre uh, should be fun. Uh, that will be a really tough game for the Blazers. That's another one of those. When when I was looking at the early season schedule, I looked at at Milwaukee, and then I looked at um, the Clippers coming to town Uh you know, to see, like, okay, we'll find out uh, what this team really needs to work on in these games. Um, and so that's it for this edition of Locked On Blazers. Uh, I'll see all you lobsters later. Thanks for listening. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. 
Stop. At MetroPCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to MetroPCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.